Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 470 from July 17th, 1997, a Thursday night show. Closing out the week with no guest, well, kind of a guest, caller Tabitha. Adam starts off this episode in a very bad mood. It's not typical for Loveline at all, and he's almost uh, angry at uh, the callers Drew and Tabitha for a rare in-studio appearance by a caller. Perhaps what transpires is the reason why they didn't do very many more of these, if any. This is the only one we know of so far, so we're presuming this is the only one that ever took place during Adam Kroll era. Listener Loveline, as Dr. Drew calls it. Tabitha, a 30-year-old virgin, she elicits mixed responses from Adam and Drew. Adam gives a big risks, big rewards speech. And overall, it just results in a very unusual episode with a very weird vibe. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherine on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One as well, and PodcastOne.com, home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. And Adam Carolla. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, it is Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew, the board certified physician and addiction medicine specialist and the foe to all comedy. <laughs> the black hole. <laughs> the black hole of comedy. Yeah, I'm proud of that, too. Uh, did you notice uh, Drew and I did the uh, Vibe show today, the uh, Quincy uh, Quincy Jones. I was about to say Quincy Adams. <laughs> Oof. Uh, Quincy Jones uh, uh, sort of picking up where Arsenio left off. Yeah, it was, it was uh, cool. Yeah, a very nice set, a cool band, a good host, all that stuff. But um, did you notice uh, that during the show, while the show was being filmed, uh, while the camera was not pointing, pointing toward us, uh, that I elbowed you in the ribs? Yeah, I didn't know. What was that for? I was meant to ask you about that. I finally realized uh, why uh, I am only half the comedian I can be on this show. And, I, I, you know, you don't get a chance to really understand something unless you stand back and watch it and observe it mm. sometimes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, when you and I are uh, conversing on the show, I'm so wrapped up in what I want to try to say that I can't, uh, you know, once in a while it's good to uh, play the role of, like, a uh, surveillance camera and just sit back and look. Yeah. Now, the host, Chris, was out in the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're doing this, like, you know, uh, Ask Adam and Ask Drew uh, segment. Right. And somebody asked a question about a threesome. Right. And he said, it's not me. I, don't, I wouldn't like that. I said, yeah, right. And, yeah, he's right, right. And you, then and I got this elbow. No, no, no. Here's what happened. Uh, the gentleman in the audience said, uh, I'd like to have a threesome. There was a little exchange. Uh, the host of the show, who was standing out there, like Leno does uh, when he gets, uh, goes, out, audience, goes yeah. out in the audience, said, uh, listen, uh, I don't like uh, a threesome. And uh, me, uh, coming from a background of comedy, knew there was a joke to follow. You see, the guy's a host. Uh, he's, he's a uh, young black stud. He's not going to just say... I don't like a threesome. Right. You, you're waiting for something to follow. Yeah, but he was interrupting me. Shh, I had something to shh, follow, too. Shh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I could see this thing wanting to come out of his mouth, and Drew, you know, chimed in, arr, 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 arr. and the guy, you know, he kind of came back a little, uh, uh, arr, 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 and I, uh, finally I gave Drew a, a uh, shove, shove in the ribs, and then, sure enough, his joke was uh, a joke that I'd heard uh, a few times before, but it was, um, uh, I don't like a threesome. Um, why have two ladies be oh, dissatisfied? Right, 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 right. 
All right, but the point is, is I knew that he was heading the interest, the reason into that whole, a joke. By the way, he couched it, and by the way, he reason, set it up. But Drew, you can't read wait body a minute, language. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Or, the whole reason that tone. interchange was even interesting is because we were having because I wasn't because we were going for truth. Who cares about this preconceived joke this guy's trying to tell? We were digging at the truth. He gets side railed. It's much more interesting than him telling a bad joke. You were digging at the truth. Uh, he was digging at the ratings. Uh, all right. All I'm saying is my, my rib still hurt. The uh, just absolutely just. All right, but it shuts your ass right up, and he got his joke I out. Was, and I we think moved you on. wanted to tell a joke or something, which would have been no, really I startling. I knew thing. the guy. Okay, Are you kidding? I was the bell of the ball. Please. What What I did think was interesting about this show is it how was like things, night at the Apollo out there, things, but they loved me. That thing, yeah, the things that they say, you say, uh, comes back so fast. Oh, yeah. oh, that was interesting. Jeez, I made a few comments about uh, about the Vibe show the other night, and uh, boy, I walked in there, and it was uh, uh, like Custer's Last Stand. No, people people had heard I was talking about the show, but uh, I think their publicist uh, called uh, our manager or something and gave him an earful about something I said, which was uh, totally out of context, and... You, oh, you said please. it, but it wasn't what you were talking about. Oh, for Christ's sake. Uh, this is... Uh, TV. Uh, listen, uh, TV. forget about TV. I'm back on the publicist. Uh, attention, publicist! Don't worry, you'll never have one, Adam. Don't Hold worry. on a second. Where's that damn... Attention, publicist! I am going to toss out a list of hobbies so that you may pursue them and not F up everyone's life around you! Okay, what are they? Carums! Backgammon, masturbation, and hunting Nazi war criminals in Argentina. Brazil. Okay. All right, now you have something to do. Here's the whole thing about publicists. They do nothing. They know they do nothing. So they spend their whole little day doing nothing and screwing up everybody. Please have what? some pride, you people. What happened? Oh, nothing. I said... Why are you so upset then if oh, nothing happened? Because I hate publicists. They're all such worthless sacks. They're, 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 they're really vermin. They're we, we leeches, know, know all of them. We know how you feel. Adam. No, they don't do anything. Anyway, he was making fun of himself, basically saying this. Uh -huh. show. He goes, he goes, oh, Vibe TV, we're going to be Vibe TV. I give, yeah, I give this. He goes, they're going to have us on, I give the show a week. Meaning, if they were to have, if they're so desperate as to have us as guests, it's it's not going to survive. Not yeah, it was not. So they were not. They can't really get anybody good. It was. They were not saying anything about. He he was making fun of us, not the show. Right. Uh, right. But uh, apparently, uh, the Brainiac. Um, publicist read must have read the transcripts of the show or something and uh, said uh, Adam said vibe won't last a week and then you know called uh, our people and gave them an earful and no, you know you'll, you'll get a call about this conversation oh too. please let's go. Let's, go, let's go by the side of the freeway and pick up some trash would you just do something do something all you publicist oh really the lowest uh, form of life have you met a publicist that was worth a damn that yes. you like yes what do they do? They don't do anything. They Agents are bad enough. Look, they, and, and yeah, I deal with publicists all day, and there's a lot of wonderful publicists out there who get you a lot of guests. Oh, please. It is their honor to have their guests on this show. Well, that's what oh. they do. Okay, good. And any, uh, I've said it many times, any publicist that does not uh, like my attitude and doesn't want their guests on the show, kiss my ass. Keep them at home.
and go on another national radio show. And, uh, this is so familiar to me. Yeah, Joe. yeah. Didn't we get a little feedback about this God, last time he went just on like, like this? Walk through the past. Yeah, please. Uh, the the views and opinions are strictly those of Adam. Oh, Cole, you know, Anne you Will know, you agree with me, Drew. You know. All right, let's go, Alyssa. Yeah. You're 19. Yeah, I have this problem. I um just got with my roommate and her boyfriend over the summer, and we're supposed to be roommates again this year, and this just happened. So now I'm afraid that they keep talking to me about it, and I'm I'm just afraid. Um, Wait, they? Who are they? You said you 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 slept. My, my roommate and her boyfriend. You had something with the two of them. Yeah, this summer. And they want to do that again. Yeah, they keep talking to me about it, and I just think it's it's going to be weird. Is she your uh, she wasn't your roommate at the time? Well, we were roommates this this school year. And we're going to be again. And when this I, happened, I swear I'm going to come in there and smack you like you're a publicist. When this happened, hold on. Were were you guys roommates at the time? No, it was during the summer. I'll just oh. say no. Right. No. So, so, we care so they're roommates. It was summer, and now they're roommates, and she's feeling awkward about getting back into the roommate thing. Listen, this is a, a lesson about boundaries. Okay, uh, you know, relationships have boundaries. And uh, you violate those boundaries, and it disturbs the relationship sometimes. And here you've gotten involved in a way with these people that uh, it's hard to go back into sort of roommate relationship with them. And especially the way they're pushing on you to maintain that kind of intimacy that you're not comfortable with anymore. How was it, though? Uh, it was okay. It was all right? Yeah. Were you fooling around with the guy, too? Yeah. Did you have sex with him? Um, yeah. Do you like him? No, not really. Well... Kind of, but I don't really want to be with Uh-oh. Well, no, we're right out of the chute. We're going for the wallet. Right out of the chute. Hold on a second, Alyssa. All right? Oh, Drew's got his buck out. Lickety split. You know, I had a premonition. I went out to dinner right before I came here. I pulled out my money. I said, I need a dollar back. Yeah. There may be gambling tonight. Yeah. All right, this is all I got, so I got to win. All right. All right. <sighs> She likes a guy, but not really. But she just felt she's have sex, and now she feels she's going to have to have sex with him again. Uh, she's easily manipulated. Obviously, uh, was the victim of something. I'm going to go with just real low self-esteem, though. No physical abuse. Okay. I'm going with uh, dad was just uh, absent and uh, cruel when he wasn't okay. being absent. Ru saying, ruined her self-esteem. I'm going to say dad was never available in the way she needed him. That's oh, pretty vague. But, but, but let me, let me go your further. dad available the let way you needed him? <laughs> <laughs> let me go further. No. Uh, she was, uh, she, her first sexual experience was with like a 19-year-old when she was 12. Oh. Alyssa. Yeah. All right. What's going on here? Nothing. Mm -hmm. where's, uh, where's your dad? Um, my parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. And, um, when did they get divorced? When I was, in, like, in seventh grade. I see. And, uh, do you see your dad? Uh, yeah, somewhat. How often? Every couple weeks. And is he good to you? Yeah. What about when you were growing up? Yeah, he was always good. Always good to you? Mm-hmm. Never struck you, uh, never showed no, up drunk or anything this, like this that. This isn't that. No, 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 no. Oh, all right. It paid you, made you feel like the princess you were? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How, how old were you when you first had sex? Um, 17. 17? Yeah. First time? Yeah. No contact uh, before then? Well, I didn't have sex with anybody, but... But what happened? A little fooling around? Yeah. How old were you when that started? 
Oh, I don't know, maybe 15. All right. Well, it's a push, girl. What What happened when you were 12, 13, when your parents divorced? Did you Did you do anything you regret then? No, I... Mm-mm. I don't think I really did anything. I... Not that I... What? <laughs> nothing that Spit I... Spit it out. Remember. Nothing that you what? Nothing that I remember. It was significant. Did you do a lot of acting out then? Uh, no, more so when I was older. Like how old? Well, like when I turned like 16. What started happening then? Oh, I just started disobeying my mom more. Yeah. All right, so the Drew Compass is way off tonight, and uh, I'm off as well. Although I'll never accept uh, no for an answer. And I always think that if Drew and I were, were, were able to sweat the subject sufficiently that we could get the answer that uh, either we desire or we could just force a answer out of them that would make us feel good with our egos again. All right, so it doesn't seem like anything uh, too big happened to you, although I'd like to meet your dad. But, you, but you're sort of acting out, and you admit it yourself. And there's, there's some yeah. lack of self-esteem and dissatisfaction. And, you know, I, I would bet that you kind of like the guy. Is that... Yeah, go ahead. Is that accurate? you kind of getting it... You, I mean, when you have physical contact with a guy like that, it's hard not to have heavy feelings about the guy, right? Yeah, I, I guess I liked him more in the beginning. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, and now to now to be confronted with that all the time and not really be able to have a relationship with them and you just no. remain an object for these two to sort of play with, very demeaning. How old very. is this guy? Uh, I think he's my age. He's about I mean, it's just 20, it's just really oh. a bad situation for you. Jesus, so stay out. What if, are if these you, guys doing? If you, um, <laughs> I can't believe it. This uh, the guy was nineteen when he did it. Okay. He was you, having you, sex you, with you. you had sex you, with his You were expressing jealousy for Alyssa's friend's boyfriend. We're trying to help Alyssa who's in pain. Yeah. Um, deal is, Lisa, if you're going to be the roommate, you're going to have to set real strict boundaries and stand by them and assert your needs and don't expect these people to understand or be interested in anything but using you as an object. All right. And uh, this is young David, 16 years old, uh, was on hold for how long last night? Two hours. Two hours. Over two hours. Long time. Hey. All right. What's your very important question? Uh, I'd like to say before, Adam, you have great analogies, and Dr. Drew, you're also great. Thank you. Thank you. Um... I recently broke up with my girlfriend. For, uh, we were going out for about six months, and she came over to my house for a weekend. And um, while her mom was out of town, and I went to work one night, and she cleaned my room. And ever since then, she's like totally bossing me around, telling me hang up my clothes, put away my shoes as soon as I come home. And then I told her that we need to see other people for about three weeks and see how things were going. <laughs> And three, now, week. three weeks, that what you said? Yeah. Three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah, why three weeks? We need to see other people for about uh, 38 minutes. Oh, 21 days. <laughs> well, it didn't last that long because I went to work, and I work at an amusement park, and all the girls were, like, talking to me, and so I really? have a date Friday. <laughs> what do you do at the... <laughs> Sounds maniacal, this, David. What do you uh, do at the amusement park? I am an instructor for laser tag. Oh, okay. So uh, you're not like the uh, bearded woman or anything. No. Running the Ferris wheel. Hey, do they have the zipper over there? Nope. Oh, what's the zipper? It's the ultimate carnival ride. Oh, the it zipper. Is. The zipper. It's better than any ride, even at those Six Flag amusement parks, because there's the real element of danger, <laughs> not the element of, of alleged danger. Right. Simulated uh, not, danger. Not simulated danger. Uh, the danger that hey, one of those rusty cotter pins uh, might come loose. And uh, a weld joint, which hasn't been inspected in uh, 27 years, and things have been stored by, you know, by the bay, 
collecting salt water and corrosion, something's going to come loose and some teenager's going to die. That is the real danger in the zipper, and that's what makes it the, the greatest carnival ride ever. But you're doing the laser tag stuff. Yeah. All right, and I guess you meet lots of chicks uh, strapping on the um, buzzers and harnesses and whatnot. And yeah. And now you got yourself a date. Yeah. All right. I'm just trying to make sure all my guy friends are telling me, go for it. I'm young. I need to live my life, but... Hmm. Did you say you were living with this girl? No. She came over to my house for the weekend because her mom went to Catalina. Your house meaning your parents' house? Yeah. And she's bossing them around telling them to clean the Well, you know, there's a lot of elements to relationships and some of the more basic elements like uh, how you conduct yourself how, how you your hygiene works and uh, how you dress and how you screw the cap on the Hold toothpaste on. what is things. this hygiene yeah i know it's say for you this is it should be a deal breaker i mean some, it could be i mean somebody's got to put up with your hygiene now uh, when when uh, when french people hear how much i shower they're disgusted <laughs> <laughs> i don't shower that much i really That's don't saying. Anyway, so, you know, if you're not getting along, you're not getting along, and it's okay to, to, to admit that. All right. somebody you're else. not getting along, you're 16, you're working at a carnival. Hey, I mean, now, now, don't be so, so quick with him. You waited 130 minutes I'm just time. saying, you know, there's only so much we can do. We give yeah. his uh, new dating our blessing. Tabitha, you're 30. Oh, hi. Oh, yes, you're from last night, too. Yeah. You're tall, slim, blonde, pretty, and has never kissed a guy. Right. Well, yeah. I've kissed a guy, but just for like a half a second. Oh, Boy, look happen? at you. You're like a brand new catcher's mitt. Well, I, I just never, I hope never you been guys... hit with a ball. What? <laughs> All right. Don't listen to Adam. Go ahead. Um, okay, so it it's kind of weird. It's like when I turned thir I mean, when I turned 29, you know, I was concerned because <laughs> it's it's you know I get horny just like everyone else. But um. All right. Let me let me just try to suss you out physically here one more time. Okay, I thought you'd do that. All. <laughs> what? Tall. Yeah. Slim. Yeah. Blonde. And pretty. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's subjective. I think I'm cute. <laughs> How about where 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 are you calling from? Um, my apartment. Ooh, and dumb. Uh, where, where's your apartment? It's um in Los Angeles. Ooh, okay. Whereabouts? Uh, don't no, give us no, no, no. Oh, oh, no. So listen, Tabitha, relax for a moment here, sweetie. I don't want you to give us uh, the address of your apartment or anything, but just tell us the general vicinity, you know, uh, La Brea and, you know, Fairfax or something like that. Where, where in, you know, generally are you? Um, yeah, right around there. Right around uh, La Brea and Fairfax? Yeah, you're, you're not taking my problem seriously. Well, hold on a second. We'd like to. Just, uh, just breathe with us for a second. Okay. What is the big cross street? La Brea and Fairfax okay, uh, run the Wilshire same way. Wilshire is across street. A oh, Wilshire's yeah, the big... Yeah, Wilshire. I'm near Wilshire. Oh, okay. Well, you're dangerously close to the Loveline studio. Oh, Tabitha. really? <laughs> Perhaps you would like to come in here and pay us a visit. We don't have a guest tonight. And uh, we could discuss your problem on the air. Not that we're not on the air. Face-to-face. <laughs> Face-to-face. Face face. Face face. This is, uh, you know, not a sexual come-on or anything, but I'm dying to have it, a look it, at it you. It could be, Tabitha. Be careful. Yeah, I know. But then we'll be able to assess how you react in the face uh, of something like well, that. might be helpful. Bring your pepper spray. Uh, well, that's the thing. It's like I'm a virgin, but I'm not naive. All right. Know? I'll tell you what we're going to do. Okay. You come in here, and we'll go for a quick hymen check. <laughs> for what? You can do that, can't you? No. You can't? No. Well, is, uh, Tabitha. Yeah. Uh, is your hymen still intact? No, because my doctor, when I was 25 and got my first pap smear. He said enough is enough. 
She um, ruptured it. Yes, and I know she did because later I had a um, one of those um, tests. Uh, I forget what it's called, but they stick this wand inside of you. Ultrasound. Yeah, exactly. Well, eventually, I mean, the, well, the thing can break by itself, but eventually, I mean, the, the screening becomes more important than maintaining the hymen. I mean, you've got to get those pap smears done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, Tabitha. Yeah. We're going to put you on hold. Okay. All right. We'd like you to come down and be our guest here at the Loveline Studios. Really? Yeah. Come down and uh, have you seen Drew before? You would really have me come down. There? Of course. Come okay. on down. Okay, what's your address? Well, hold on a second, Toots. We're going to put you on hold, and uh, then you're going to talk to the beautiful Anne, and she's going to give you the address. Okay. Okay? Okay. But we're going to need you to leave right now, right? I can do that. All right, but uh, take just a beat and doll yourself up just a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God, okay. You know, th toss on I'll, a little... Uh, I'll you put know. on what I had dry clean today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And a uh, good uh, shot of the uh, that FDS stuff. This could be embarrassing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, we're going to have a good time. Okay. FDS? What is that? What is that feminine hygiene stuff? FDR? <laughs> FDA? FDS is a florist. FSD? It is? Feminine deodorant yeah, spray. Right. Yeah. Isn't that also a florist? All right. Uh, but Anne, uh, oh, if, okay. uh, shut, uh, shut FTD, Anne's mic. Right. <laughs> FTD. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Not well, only do I not get the benefit of the doubt, I get stepped on even when I'm right. And talk to Tabitha, right? And talk to Tabitha. We're going to invite her down. All right. And, and and that's a great idea, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, she Goofy. Loaded? Is she drunk? Oh, she's really extra super sassy tonight. Well, because you're such a grump, I have to be extra happy. All right, but Anne, I didn't, I'm not used Dude, to... I'm all over it. No, you're, you're very smart. I'm not used to asking people to come down here because I'm, I don't know where they're calling from, and I, every time I ask someone where they're from, they're from Minneapolis, yeah. and uh, obviously we're not footing the bill for an air, air Why fare. do you think I whispered in your ear? I uh, think you whispered in Drew's ear. I didn't hear I whispered it. in your ear, too. Oh, I didn't hear that. Okay. All right, uh, but Drew told me. Okay, so, uh, hey, uh, everyone, uh, producer has producing tonight. <laughs> We got to yeah, get her something for Sunday. A times a <laughs> yes, year. it's amazing. <laughs> Write this down. Uh-huh. All right, uh, get Tabitha down here and we'll be back after this. When you're ready to buy a car, you got to go True Car because True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Everyday True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings and True Car users Save an average of $3,221 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. Dr. Drew? First, download the TrueCar mobile app or go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, second, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Yes, and third. third it's simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never, ever overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Hey, this is Greg Fitzsimmons, host of Fitz Dog Radio, right here on Podcast One. Join me, track my rage against middle age, the exploration of what's behind the scenes in Hollywood with guests like John Hamm, Zach Galifianakis, Jimmy Kimmel, Corolla, Hardwick, Rogan, Sarah Silverman, all the big guns. We talk personally in a funny way. Come check it out. Fitz Dog Radio on Podcast One. 
used Dude, to... I'm all over it. No, you're, you're very smart. I'm not used to asking people to come down here because I'm, I don't know where they're calling from. And I, every time I ask someone where they're from, they're from Minneapolis. Yeah. And uh, obviously, we're not footing a bill for an air, air Why fare. do you think I whispered in your ear? I think uh, you whispered in Drew's ear. I didn't hear I whispered it. in your ear, too. Oh, I didn't hear that. Okay. All right. Uh, but Drew told me. Okay. So, uh, hey, uh, everyone. Uh, producer Ann's producing tonight. <laughs> We got to yeah, get her I'm something good for Sunday. A couple times a year. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. <laughs> Write this down. Uh-huh. All right, uh, get Tabitha down here, and we'll be back after this. Oh. Mike was really intent on something there. What were you looking at, Mike? Oh, okay. Had a cart die. Phone number for Love Line 1 800 L O V E 191. Fax number 310 <laughs> Eight five four forty four fifty five. No, ain't true. No one said I was perfect. Other than you. Yeah. It's really other no one me. other than you has said that. That's no, funny. but you know what? I've said it enough for everyone. Yeah, that's right. Shane, twenty four. Hi, how you doing? Good. Um, my problem is I went to a doctor about a month ago, and uh, he says I have these polyps inside of me. In your in your cervix. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, I'm a vaginal wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he he says, okay, go and get a cauterization. Well, he makes an appointment, but they have to cancel it for me. Okay. These, these are not warts. They're, they're bona fide polyps. Well, see, uh, okay, I went to one doctor. He said, oh, they're definitely warts. Sent yeah. me to a gynecologist. I, I don't see how you could tell the difference until you get one off and look at it under a microscope. Isn't a polyp bigger than a wart? Generally, but warts can be awfully big. Yeah, well... The but the biggest uh, polyp is bigger than the biggest wart. Yes. Well, the first doctor, he's like, oh, it's definitely... But vaginal polyps are usually pretty small. Cervical polyps can be big, and those are not warts. Okay, so I go to this gynecologist. He says, no more than five months. So I go to another doctor. No more than five months what? Sorry? No more than what? Five months. He F- says, I've had this. I go oh. to another doctor. He's People like, leave whole parts of conversations out. Sorry? Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. So I go to this third doctor, and he says, oh, there's nothing. You can't tell it's viral. I was like, well, the doctor says you can't tell anything unless you cauterize it and then send it. For Biopsy it. Right. That's right. correct. I agree with that. And he's like, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with you. I wouldn't even worry about it. Did he say those are warts? No, he said it's nothing. Because it's abnormality. It, it may be nothing. Maybe just a normal growth. I would believe time. him. I will believe any doctor that tells me what I want to hear. But <laughs> that's not what I'd rather hear. That it's. I'd rather. The only way you're going to settle this is if you take one off and look at it under, under a microscope. That's the only way you can really tell. Right, but that's why would it. a doctor tell me that? That it's nothing. Yeah. Because I don't know what he's looking at, but it may appear to be something that's nothing. And the other doctor may be more cautious and want to actually see it under the microscope before he makes that statement. Well, don't you, aren't you running a risk as a doctor just to say uh, stuff is nothing? Like you, especially you are, when another doctor said you got you a problem. Are, but I gotta admit, I've done that before. Uh, when stuff is obviously nothing to me, people come in, they go, "Oh, this thing on my eye." But doctor, somebody says I got to get it off. And my friend's a doctor. He says I have to get it off, and it's nothing. Uh, I usually say it's nothing. Aren't you running a risk? I mean, yes. just to cover your own ass. Don't I, you say, we well, go say, look at a specialist? Yes, yes. usually I say, go ahead and take it off, but uh, it's nothing. Well, not go ahead and take it off, but go get go talk to someone else. I'm not making the final call here. No, I'll take it off. I mean, if I can take it off, I'll take it off. Yeah, but how are you going to take nothing off? 
It's not nothing. It's just nothing significant. Well, you said nothing. Michelle, 29. Hello? Hey. Hi. Yeah, I'm calling in. I have a problem. I'm engaged, and everybody thinks my fiancé is gay. Why? I don't know So I'm blowing this guy? Oh, okay. Okay. You know, I don't... I don't know why. I guess he just, he's very soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. And, well, truthfully, when I first met him, I met him over the phone. And I thought he was a woman, you know, over the phone. So he's very feminine. Well, you got to be fair. You know, a lot of people used to think uh, Greg Luganis was gay. And his, oh, no, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Yeah, you better check this out. Uh, Have you asked him about this? Yes. And what does he say? He says he's not gay. He's not real defensive or... No, because I, to be honest with you, I told him that even if he was gay, it wouldn't matter to me. Well, being... What? It wouldn't matter. I mean, if he had been... Prior to meeting me, if he had had a homosexual relationship... Well, having a homosexual relationship and being gay are two different things. Yes, who knows? I mean, Michelle. Yeah? It wouldn't kind of uh, wig you out a little bit. You know what I mean? Like Anne. What if you found out your husband, Doug? Like, uh, yeah, before I met you, sweetie, I, I, uh, I blew a couple guys, um, had a little butt love. But that, I you personally know. would not be able to carry on the relationship. Why? That's, that's Why? all behind Because me. I would think maybe that he would have those tendencies again. No. So that he's, there's no. really, yeah, he's no, really no, 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 actually no. gay and suppressing no. that. Or that the thought of, because yes. that doesn't Go. turn me on, the thought yeah, okay. of him being Thank with you. another right. man. Now we're getting to it. Well... That, that's true. Like. And hold on a second, Michelle. See, guys uh, hearing about a woman having uh, a little uh, indiscretion with their own sex before they met them is perfectly fine. Happens all the time. They don't hold it against them. As a matter of fact, a lot of guys, it's a turn on. But women do not go for this. And women, right. it's funny. <clears throat> the thing that's funny is we're always touting women as being more mature, more forgiving, more understanding, uh, more sort of together in relationships, whereas men are these sort of visceral animals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this is the one thing where I think women come up short. Maybe they are more intuitive and really have a sense that a man that would be that way is oriented no, that way and would no, not likely to be a No, a, a that ain't partner. it. Listen, if you, if I, it's I a know. Visual. It's I, a visual? It's a visual. Yeah. I know you could say to uh, producer Ann uh, about her uh, lovely husband, Doug, who uh, I nailed when we were in D.C., by the way. Uh, if, if he said, uh, listen, Ann, uh, I'm not gay. Uh, you know, I do get loaded once in a while. It was in college, and uh, the guy was my roommate. We were really t- uh, tight, and his, he, he was gay, and his mom died uh, three weeks earlier, and uh, so I let him nail me. Uh, I didn't enjoy it. I'm not going to do it again. It was five years ago. You'd still be kind of grossed out. Totally and completely, because that would just change my whole feeling for him Right. Why? Sexually. But it has Why? nothing to do with the fact that he, you thought he was gay or that he may stray into the arms of another I, man. No, I would think, because men are so turned off by the seeing two men together there has to be some tendency you don't get that loaded where you say okay i'm gonna give this guy a blowjob no but no but and what i'm trying to say is and i i hope you're you've already admitted this to some degree i'm hope you're gonna go uh, the rest of the way with me is even if somebody said uh, even if god came down and said i can guarantee you doug will never have sex with another mm-hmm. man as long as you know him you'd still be Good and grossed out. Oh, completely. Yeah. And it'd still By be the thought. It would of bother every time she was with him. She'd think about it. It'd really bother good. her. It bother. It bothers women, or usually uh, mm-hmm. bothers women. I, I I had a girlfriend that I always used to tell her, 
that uh, I never told her. I'd always screw around with her. I'd go, you know, and uh, you know, I'm a pretty convincing actor when I want to be, unless I'm on an audition. Which, <laughs> unless you're acting. Unless I'm the world's worst actor. Yeah, unless I'm, oh, wait, shut up, Drew. But I always tell her, you know, um, yeah, one time, uh, you know, I was at a party and a guy was a pretty good friend of mine and we got pretty loaded and we went to the back and it was just a blowjob. And I could just see her like, like almost retching. Like she was like, oh, oh, oh. she was about ready to like vomit on my lap. I mean, and, and, I, and I'd tell her, no, 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 I was just kidding. And she'd be like, oh, oh, oh. like, you know, like when you gave someone some news that their parents died and then said they're just kidding and they're still crying uh, afterward and hitting you in the so back. You, how many times did you do this to her? <clears throat> a couple times. Repeat, repeat around right. with yeah, it. Repeatedly. Right. Oh, yeah, just torture yeah. her a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Michelle? Yeah? Uh, why wouldn't you be bothered by him uh, screwing around with guys or being well, gay? I guess it would be the same to mm. me as if I would let the idea of him being with other women prior to me. It is different, though, because it's a, it suggests, not necessarily, but it suggests that he is gay and suppressing it. And that ultimately it may sort of win out, so to speak. I mean, you can't always suppress that sort of thing so long before it becomes Well, he evident. denies having any type of homosexual tendencies at uh, all. Yeah, and, and so, and, okay, now getting back to the reality of this guy, just because somebody has feminine characteristics does not mean that the person is homosexual. Okay, because all my friends, everybody keeps telling me he's gay, and I tell them, no, he's not gay. And then they argue with me. You would be surprised. I went to a girlfriend's birthday party, and her aunt sat and argued with me the entire time. <laughs> so, it seems really, cruel to me. That's what really does. You know, that he was really gay, and that later on in life, if I ended up marrying him, that I would end up heartbroken because eventually... What the hell kind of party is this where people sit there and argue over uh, whether your boyfriend's gay or not? I know. It, you know All right, I listen, uh, Michelle, stop I, hanging around with this uh, band of idiots. <laughs> I couldn't believe how rude she was. And finally, I just said, look, okay, you got me. You busted the case. He was gay. Now would you just leave me alone? <laughs> you know? And <laughs> I laughed. But, I mean, that's kind of what I put up with. Anybody who meets him, they literally argue with me. Oh, well, that's their business. All right, well, you could get him to straighten up just a little bit so you don't have to be subjected to all this torture society has thrust upon you. I mean, how gay is he? Is he, well, I mean, is he, you know, sort of Charles Nelson Riley gay? I mean, is he way over the top? Sometimes, yeah. And he thinks it's funny. You know, if you go up to him and you ask him if he's gay, he's going to tell you yes, because he thinks it's hilarious. Um, and he said he used to use that to actually get women in bars. That they would come up and they would ask him if he was gay, and he would say, yeah. And then he would wait till there was like three or four of them, and he would say, okay, well, if you let me sleep with all of you, maybe I'll turn heterosexual. So he kind of... And what would happen? I don't know, you know, but if he's out with somebody... Oh, well, let me probe a little here, yeah, Michelle. Yeah, what kind of, what, how old was he when he lost his virginity? Uh, I think he said 17. Mm -hmm. Did anything happen before that? I don't even know. Why don't you ask that question? How old is he now? He's 27. What's he do for a living? Well, he was in the Navy. Mm, they toss his ass out? Huh? Why, uh, what's he do now? Oh, he was just, he's a reserve now. You so know, he's he, that's what he does for a living. So he has a pretty open schedule. Just uh, Right. <laughs> he works a couple weekends a year. Right. So, he, wait a minute. Does he go to work? Well, he was a waiter for a while. All right, but they, does, does he, he work? No. no. Oh, for Christ's sake. Well, <laughs> I 
mean, he's got an income. He just doesn't have a job. Where's his income? Well, he gets paid. He's a reservist. All right, so he gets 400 bucks a month. And he gets unemployment checks. All right. Uh, listen, Michelle, uh, he, he, I know he's not gay. Gay guys have way too much pride uh, to uh, live off the dole this way. Gay men are enterprising. They start their own businesses. They make money, and uh, they're uh, taking over the world this way. Gay guys don't sit around and wait for the welfare checks and then go hammer it and buy a pack of generic uh, cigarettes with it. All right, Michelle, uh, I would say keep him because he's not gay, but uh, dump him because he's a loser. <laughs> All right? Please, have some good sense. You're 29 years old. You sound like you're 15. I'm not, no. All right, no. but stop. Come on, don't hang out with this guy. It doesn't work. Uh, you're, you're defending the guy. You know, uh, what's the guy do for a living? Well, he was in the Navy. Uh, what's he do for a living? He's in the reserve now. He's a reservist. He's a reservist. Uh, yeah, he puts in uh, two weekends a, a year. Um, what's he do for a living? Well, he was a waiter. Uh, we that, asked that question great. five times. <laughs> what does he do for a living? Oh. Nothing. All right. So the guy not only acts gay, but uh, he 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 he, well, he, he walks like a gay man and works like a uh, well, straight guy. But what's what's he sounds uh, like a little sociopathic though. Bizarre manipulations of people and uh, you know trying to manipulate women in a group sex. Uh, it just something's not right there. Yeah, uh, there may be a good call there. Ann suggested that uh, perhaps he was turning tricks uh, to make a buck. Ooh. Uh, I doubt it, but the point is, is uh, the, the I like that one though. I'm all right, going with that but one. the guy's dicey. There's no doubt oh, about definitely. it. All right, so Michelle, uh, you know, it's her fiance. How do you even get? How do you even propose marriage uh, to a guy who's uh, just collecting welfare? People in welfare shouldn't be allowed to get married. <laughs> they shouldn't. It's just, uh, it makes two people on welfare now. It's not welfare. It's unemployment or unemployment. All right, that's the same as welfare. I've never collected unemployment. I have some pride. All right, I, I, maybe I will after the show, though. All right, we'll be back. Brand new this week at PodcastOne.com, P.O.'d with Dennis Miller and Adam Carolla. Awesome! The king of all podcasts, Adam Carolla, joins forces with iconoclastic comic legend Dennis Miller. If you're asking me whose voice most closely mirrors what's in my head, it's this cat. Great guests, great topics, and new listeners always welcome. So get PO'd now. I mean, download the show now. Always available 24-7 at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for, you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is Podcast One. Dot com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Yeah, all right, for a place. Uh, the tangled webs we weave. Let me tell you people, there's oftentimes a, uh, a wide chasm between reality and what people perceive as reality. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, what is going on in everyone's head out there? 
You ever wonder? Well, uh, I, listen, that's what everybody's I'm... casting a play. Hey, that's everybody's what... out. Uh, feed my little play. That's... I got a little play going. Yeah. I'm looking for actors that in it, and I'm casting you. I have said about this show more recently is that it is a relentless pursuit of the truth. Oh. We're going to confront the truth. Oh, you? what a society we're living in! What the hell is going on? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> You're going to tell hey, it? Oh, no, no, no. I was thinking about the court. That guy from uh, Miller, Budweiser, whatever, just won $26 million for uh, wrongful termination. What? No, oh, true. You don't read any newspapers or anything. That guy, uh, he got fired by, uh, I don't know, I can't remember if it was Miller or Anheuser-Busch or mm. something, but uh, they fired some executive because uh, he made some suggestion towards some woman that wasn't even really a suggestion. He just sort of opened a dictionary and showed her a picture or showed her a word in it that was underlined. And it's a long story. It has to do with the Seinfeld yeah. episode. And he, yeah. It's hard to tell. It's, Drew, you never watch the news. You yeah. never read the paper. Yeah. But anyway, they fired the guy. He sued and he won $26 million bucks. Uh. Here's my thing about uh, firing. When you get fired from a place, you're fired. You're fired. Yeah. That's it. Your boss don't like you. He fires you. That's enough. I don't care. No one can get fired anymore. Yeah. I don't agree with the uh, stupid woman who brought the sexual harassment charge against the guy, and I don't even know that she brought a charge against him, but she reported him, and I don't agree with that because somehow we've uh, fashioned ourselves a society where people can no longer get away from idiots. They just have to stand there and then go cry to somebody about it. You know, I mean, some guy comes up to you at the office and he says... Uh, Hey, baby, did you see that uh, episode of Silk Stockings last night? And you go, uh, listen, Herb, uh, get away from me. Give me the creeps. And come near me again, I'm going to report you. W why everything has to turn into a, a lawsuit? Then uh, Herb gets fired, and now Herb gets 26 million bucks. You can't fire anyone anymore. That's true. And, and if you do get fired, you know, you know how much money you should get? As much money as you would have made, uh, no, half as much money as you would have made during the time you are fired because you didn't actually work. That's it. And, and uh, yeah. Everyone, uh, listen, all of you. Why you should you be required to continue yeah, paying somebody if they're fired? You don't need they're to be. They're fired. Listen, uh, thank you. We don't need to be compensated for everything in life. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. this uh, Flight 800, this jet goes down. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. Flying uh, is a risk. Travel is a risk. Not as dangerous as uh, going, uh, you know, cross-country in a covered wagon. Uh, the alternative, I guess uh, Flight 800 was heading to uh, Europe somewhere. I'm sure the alternative of uh, getting on some old uh, Spanish uh, wooden galleon and uh, heading, heading into seas unknown, um, you, you know, you'd come back, you'd get eaten by a rat, you'd have scurvy, and if you're lucky, uh, you, you didn't drown after six months and you lost a leg. But you didn't sue anybody then. No, you didn't sue anybody. But now, if something happens to somebody, we're suing. That's it. It's something happened to me. I'm entitled. I, 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 I am waiting. Ah, here's my lawsuit. I'm waiting. I'm wondering, and I swear to God, this is on the horizon. Right. When somebody gets hit by lightning, they would call that an act of God, and then I think they could sue the Catholic Church. <laughs> I think about it. Uh, you guys. How about, how about anybody who published a Bible? Uh, yes, yes. You guys believe in God, do you not? Uh, yes. Uh, I was just struck by lightning. Uh, lightning is an act of God, is it not? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got third-degree burns on my back now. I'm suing the church for all their work.
Oh, for Christ's yeah, sake. What, what, really, what, what really is oh, pathetic no about pride. this is that it supports the notion that you are not responsible for anything that happens to you and you are entitled to everything. So it's all you can never make change because society is saying something happens to you, it's not your fault. All right. You don't have to change. I'll it's, tell you. it's being done to you. In in here's my utopia. My utopia is you get one lawsuit a lifetime. Anybody who files more than two lawsuits in a ten year period is immediately looked into. And I mean in a big way. I mean rifling through the person's house and personal belongings. I don't trust anyone who files a lawsuit. I curse all of you who've filed a lawsuit. All right, once in a while you get screwed and there's negligence. You file a lawsuit. Anyone who does it more than twice in 10 years, you're screwing up. You're out. And you know what? You get one 911 call a year. I swear to God, I watch this cop show all the time. 911. And they show the guy. He's going, the cops are going to the house. Well, this is the fourth time we've been here this week. What kind of crap is that? Meanwhile, I'm getting sodomized in my living room uh, by, uh, by some, uh, you know, gangland. Uh, uh, all right, please. <laughs> what an answer. He yelled out my roommate's name. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. No, I mean, meanwhile, there's some home invasion robbery going on, and uh, all the lines are busy because uh, they're out on their 15th domestic dispute uh, call uh, this month to the same address. Here's what I'd like on the 911. Uh, more than uh, two trips to one house in the same month, a gun's being drawn and someone's being put down. Come on, Drew, I'm well, just, serious. How about your airstrike just to limit the whole... Bluff. Oh, for Christ. Hey, it, it is, uh, society's just gone so pathetic. Yeah. Really. I, I really want to start monitoring the number of 911 calls uh, that come from any particular household. You get, you get uh, okay, two a year. Okay, that could be your little side project, Adam. Yeah, and for right, us, so uh, we'll shot. talk to callers. All okay. right, all right. Uh, I got a side project for you, Ann. Jennifer, <laughs> 19. Hello? Hi, hey. Jennifer. Hi. Um... I guess I have a couple of different things going on right now. Um, first of all, I have this boyfriend, and he's great. I love him. We've been together for almost seven months. Speaking of voices. No. Well, what? We're, we're gambling? I don't know. I'm not getting a vibe off of her. All right, go ahead, Jennifer. <laughs> um, and, um, but ever since I was about four, or no, I'd say about five or six, I've had these... Um, well, I've done these things that uh -oh. I forgot about for a while. Uh-oh, maybe we should gamble. <laughs> That's over. I, I would have won. Well, what is it? We don't know what she's done. Uh, all right. You want to gamble? Yeah. All right, hold on, Jennifer. She done something when she was four or five years old? Um, Eight-year-old or six-year-old friend had uh, same-sex sexual encounter with her. Same-sex sexual encounter? A little bit older, but uh, initiated something with her. Her friend, who was a little bit older, initiated uh, sex with her. And then she went and did it to other of her friends. Not maybe sex, but just real. All right, I'm going to go with her initiating right. and not having done to right. her. You know, it doesn't happen like that. You know that. All right. But what are my choices now? Uh, that she was sexually abused by a male or something. Uh, all right. That'll be a side bet. Yeah. Jennifer. Yeah. What? Uh, that's insurance. Insurance? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what happened? Uh, what'd you do when you were four, six well, years old? I started old? out with one of my friends, and Shut I grew to a couple more. All right, hold on, Drew. Stop uh, dancing the jig over there, and let me just hear the question. And um, I didn't exactly, I never had sex with any of my friends, or mm. even really, like, touched them or anything. How old were you when this first started? But I'd say about six. And how old was the friend when that started? 
The same age. She was also six. Mm-hmm. Who initiated it? I would say I did. All righty, Drew. I'm heading did, for some did, money. Did, did anything ever happen to you with an adult or somebody older? I'm not sure. Yeah. I think... Kids don't do this. I think it's possible. Yeah, kids yeah. don't do but this. I can't really remember. Well, she can't remember, Drew. Kids don't do this. They just don't do this without an adult or another child who'd been sexually abused initiating it, yeah. sexualizing I, them. And there then was they a go guy that lived across the street from me that yeah. I think did for a while, but I'm not, you know, no. I don't remember anything. I have visions every now and then. Well, wait a minute. Give me a dollar back, because you didn't say anything about the neighbor. Let's keep it up. All right. Sorry, but, Jennifer. Um, All right, so you were sexually abused when you were younger, and then as most kids who are sexually abused do, they go and act out on their peers. Yeah. And uh, those peers then go act out on other peers. Oh, no. <laughs> well, not, not necessarily. Uh, yeah. Oh, please, let her sleep. All right, so what, what's your question for us, Jennifer? Um, but... So I think that, you know, I still have, I have, I don't have these feelings as much anymore. I mean, I started masturbating when I was about seven. Yeah. And um, I think that I've, I may have some bisexual feelings. Sure. Well, I mean, of, course of course you do. Yeah. With, with all that confusion. I'm really starting to think homosexual, uh, bisexual, uh, lesbian and gay uh, are all just a manifestation of some, something that went wrong. I, I swear to God, that's all we ever hear. And I, well, that, but I, I, know, I, I, I know Glad is going to uh, put a hit on me for saying this, but I, I swear to God, every, every person we talk to that's a gay, bi, or a lesbian had someone took a crap on them when they were five, and uh, oh, lo and behold, they're into women now, or they're into bisexuality now. Well, uh, what we can say is that if that happens when they're five, then typically they do have a lot of uh, ambivalence and, and confusion yeah. about their sexual I'm, orientation. I'm 17, not 19. Yeah, okay. But I mean, so but this is an outcome, an outgrowth of what happened. Yeah. I mean, I, I, here's, here's the new term I'd like to have. I'd like to have um, organic gay and societal gay. How about, how about the traumatic gay? All right. Uh, are you organic gay or traumatic gay? <laughs> organic means uh, you grew up in a uh, fairy wonderland, pardon the pun, and, er- and you're still gay. And the traumatic gay was uh, Uncle Lou uh, put his thumb in your ass, and now you like guys. Um, All right. Organic gay and traumatic gay. Thank you, Drew. Here's the thing. Um, I'm the youngest of four. I'm the only one living at home. My dad is a Lutheran pastor. Mm-hmm. And um, I have this boyfriend who's four years older than me, and um, you know I've we've talked about um, different sexual experiences, and oh, I, yeah. I asked him if he would ever want to have a woman. Oh, oh, this woman. is like a uh, feminine chemistry kit. He's bringing home. He's going to bring it right down to the basement. Woo! <laughs> All right, let's but, start mixing them up. But he doesn't want to. Oh, he doesn't? No. no. Uh-oh. Well, you, you'll get rid of him. <laughs> I mean, he, he says, you know, obviously, he's like, well, I wouldn't, you know, if you brought some girl home, I wouldn't tell her to go away, oh, but... Okay. How old is know, he again? He's 20. Oh, 20. All right. Uh, Jennifer. Uh-huh. Um, all right. We got to go to break. So here's what's going on. Somebody did something to you a long time ago. Uh-huh. Uh, then you barely remember, but you just started acting out on it when you were five, six years old. And now you're still sort of doing it, although you understand what's going on. And the whole idea for you now is, I believe, to do a little less acting out. Right, don't do it. Just focus on the relationship. Try to get become vulnerable and involved with one person at a time and, and dig into that relationship and don't bring the <coughs> chaos and the confusion All in. Right. Guess who's here, Drew? It is uh, the uh, tall, blonde, uh, attractive Tabitha, the 30-year-old virgin. She will come in here and we will get to the bottom of her virginity.
after this. We've only done half of one show. It doesn't feel that bad. It doesn't? All right. It does to me. I'm Adam Pearl. That is Dr. Drew. Uh, the leggy, blonde, and beautiful Tabitha has now entered the studio, and we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. KROQ FM, Pasadena, Los Angeles. The world famous K-Rock. All right, I'm Adam Carolla. It's Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Tabitha was the first call of the evening, wasn't she? Or right up there? Uh, about third call. And she was one of the last ones left on hold last night. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were, we were um, interested in your phone call. We read your uh, screen thing that said uh, tall, blonde, pretty, 30, and has barely kissed a man. And uh, we were, uh, we were, our curiosity was aroused, so we told you to call in tomorrow night, which is tonight, and uh, then we spoke to you and invited you uh, on in at uh, the wonderful producer Ann's suggestion. So here you are. So, all right, first let's get a little background on you, Tabitha. Okay. What do you do for a living? Um, I'd rather not say. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want this to be as anonymous as possible. I see. You'll understand, because I'm going to tell you some things that have happened to me. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh, Tabitha okay. isn't my real name, by the way. That's fine. Yeah, so this is kind of exciting. All right, for me. Le- all right. relax <laughs> over there, Tabitha. Uh, all you people that use uh, fake names, don't tell us it's a <laughs> fake name. It screws with everybody. Okay. Oh, no one needs to know that. But it, my name, it's a really cool name like Tabitha, but it's... Samantha. All right. No. Well, see, you see what this turns into? Uh, enough of this. Okay. All right, you won't tell us where you, where you work. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, where do you come from? Are you from this area? From Orange County. Mm-hmm. And you've uh, relocated out to Los Angeles. Right, area. right. And you are 30? I am. I turned on, on April 9th. Could I see some ID, please? No, I'm sorry. Why not? Well, okay, It has a name on it. I could you cover might, oh, my picture. Or, I mean, I could cover my name, I guess. All right, I'd like my... to see that. I'd like okay. to. I just like, you understand it's a formality. Okay, and by the way, I have to say one thing. I've gained a lot of weight in the last year because I've been so frustrated. Well, you you, you certainly aren't uh, overweight. Oh, that's cool. You're not spindly, but uh, you're you're yeah. not you're, you're not what I would uh, call overweight. Okay. Because let me just check uh, if you don't mind, just check the number there. See my you birthday. You don't mind me saying your birthday? I'm covering uh, my name. Four nine sixty seven. Yeah. Uh, we'll check that with our uh, staff mathematician and be back to you in about an hour and forty five <laughs> minutes. I'll be thirty. All right, that's thirty. <laughs> and uh, we've done the hymen check already, or that was yeah, removed? We'll take your word for it. We'll take your word for yeah. that. Okay. Now, what is the most you've done with a man? Okay. Um, one time I kissed on New Year's Eve for like half a second this guy that I was so crazy for. He was the sexiest man alive in my book. Mm-hmm. And I have more to tell you about him. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I was 29... See, I sort of fell in love with this man. I was obsessed oh, hold with... Hold on a second. Wait. If you're a virgin, you can't start at 29. Okay, uh, I mean, you got to start at like 15. Okay, I'll tell you. When I was in high school, I was a born-again Christian. I'm not anymore. So uh-huh. the people I hung around, you know, they didn't do drugs. I, I'll tell you also, just because I think my story is interesting, I've never done drugs or smoked or drank or anything. Well, there's your problem. That's why you're a virgin. I'd still be well, a virgin, too, if I didn't true. get drunk and smoke. And um, I don't get asked out a lot um why do you think that is well one reason um my mother's kind of domineering she's always like the one who wears the pants Mm -hmm. you know and so i'm 
I, I can be pretty strong and serious. So, and I was always really shy when I was young. Um, obviously, I've overcome that a bit. <laughs> well, yeah, you're you're on here, you're on uh, national radio, and you're holding your own. Yeah, and um, so sometimes guys would ask me, but I wasn't interested in them at all. And I had a few times when I would be friends with guys, and they'd get interested in me, and I so awful when they let you down. So I don't even go there when I know I'm not interested. You know. Mm -hmm. So you're so worried about being hurt that you're almost nipping the relationships in the bud. Exactly. So I have a problem. Yo, oh, you're gonna spit it out. Well, this is my problem. I'm still a virgin. I'm 30. I'm kind of right. concerned about it. Right. I understand but, that. But I want to tell you what happened when I was 29. Okay. Okay. So I, you know, I, my friends, they're like, they're normal. I mean, like, you know, they, they're promiscuous, you know, or they have their promiscuous periods or like, you know, I've had close pe friends, a lot of them that, you know, are into one night stands and I've considered all that. And, um, but I, you know, I'm like, a fr I don't want to be with anyone unless I know they care about me or you know or they love me and it's not going to be emotionally devastating and if you want you can bet on my past but what happened when i was 29 <laughs> uh papa left you what papa left you hanging somewhere something was yeah. taken away dad left you. yeah he do you want to guess or? uh i'm i'm thinking he may have died yeah he did. He died of yeah. alcoholism when I was 17. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I'm taking the okay. money for that, Drew. Uh, <laughs> you agree? You, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, sure. You agreed. Uh, Columbus uh, said the world was round, and a couple of people agreed. But who gets the credit? <laughs> Thank you. Because you talk faster. Listen, I guessed her dad died. Is that not good for two bucks? Uh, you guys are pretty good. Yeah. I know. So. We're, we, we, and Drew, Drew agreed, but that's still that's not good for anything. Okay. But they, there was more there with that dad, by the way. Oh, yeah. Should I elaborate? Sure, Al please. Alcoholic dad. Oh, I'll leave the money out and see if Drew, <laughs> <laughs> Drew hits it. Alcoholic dad died uh, when you were young. Physically abusive. Not to me and rarely, but occasionally to my mother and once shook my sister. But he was, he oh, he would like punch walls in the, holes in the wall or in the door. Guys are famous for punching out drywall. Yeah. I've made a lot of money <laughs> doing drywall repair over the years because uh, guys punched out holes and they're trying to get the cleaning deposit back when they move out of the apartment. All right, that yeah. doesn't win you a dollar back. The, the calendar's hanging over the holes. You right. Know, yeah. Right. And if you use a, uh, like a uh, penthouse calendar, you can actually make a hole in the calendar, too. How do it, you know about this? I, listen, I... <laughs> I know uh, the male mind because oh. I've studied it for uh, almost 33 years. Now, so your dad left. Uh, your dad passed away early. And he also... How did he die? Of alcoholism. Uh, liver, liver disease. Liver disease? No, he no, actually no. had a heart attack, but he, about a month and a half before... He was very sad, mm -hmm. lonely man, okay. and, and he lost his job like a month... He just kind of lost will to live and started losing weight and it was uh, really how old how old were you when this 17 happened? okay so here's what happened uh the, the man in your life who was uh, never really much of a guy was no. uh tragically uh, taken away at 17 at nine uh, he, mo he moved out when i was nine and you're not going to risk uh, the heartache of losing another guy so you if got you, it how can you lose something you never find exactly. yeah, you don't let a guy in how's he going to break your heart Meanwhile, your heart is just broken slowly your entire life. <laughs> right. Here you are. You're 30. You're on this crappy radio show. <laughs> you yeah. know you've hit bottom. Most friends my age don't listen to this radio show anymore. But <laughs> no offense, but... Yeah, what the hell is that? <laughs> Sorry. They've you need that it. crap? <laughs> no, I... Well, I think it's a great show. I really do. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Wasn't I being pleasant, Joe? <laughs> yeah, you were. I'm sorry. Well, people got to squeeze those kind of <laughs> digs in. I'm sorry. But I do have friends that do listen to it. All right. That are that's my enough. Age. That's enough. All right. Uh, 
All right, well, that's it. We're going to the phones now. Wait, wait, can I tell you what no, happened when I was 29? I've had enough of okay. that with your friends that don't listen to the show anymore. That are you're like, oh, well, why do people feel, well, what's wrong with this? Where's the civility in society anymore? I mean, why do people feel it necessary to volunteer? <laughs> but you know, see, we go so, through this all night. There'll be some guests. Uh, we'll have some guests, some band, and uh, we'll go, uh, <laughs> hey, you're on with uh, uh, Larry from uh, Case Joyce. And they'll go, well, uh, I don't know who they are. But I have a question for Drew and Adam. And I'm thinking to myself, can't you just go, yeah, all right, here's the question. But you see how Tabitha brings on that abuse, and you're delivering. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Oh, wow. But you wow, know, actually, look at her. Yes, because she's attracted to right. me. Right, so you, you have some attraction to me. But it and was... And what you did... <laughs> Uh, Drew is very fascinating. Yeah. You, you find are, yourself physically attracted to me, right? You are taller than I thought you would be. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, right, you sh are... Shut her mic off. You are more attractive than I thought you would be. Right, shut her mic off. Don't qualify <laughs> everything, please. Okay. So, Drew, you're right. She find her, found herself <laughs> incredibly attracted to me and uh, felt that we we're getting too intimate and had to break break the bond and mm. a 30 year old virgin is really no, a actually find actually bringing bring on the abuse was uh, moving things closer for her because that's <laughs> what she's used to yeah. oh, all right well you're probably right uh now can i finish if you've been real nice to her then she would have rejected you go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say that a 30 year old virgin is akin to finding a 30 year old virgin is akin to uh, opening up some barn door at a farmhouse uh, pulling a sheet off a, a 1967 Corvette with the you know the big block 427 with no mileage on it, just uh, <laughs> just just a sheet over it, just never been driven. I mean, what a find! A 30 year old virgin, a 30 year old blonde virgin, who's uh, what are you 510, 5'11"? 5'10". Oh, she didn't argue with me on that one, and uh, and uh, leggy to some degree. See, yeah, not, and I, I told them when I walked in, I've gained a lot of weight recently well, over the last year because of my frustration. All right, sure, you need sex. Well, we'll see if we can't run me up some sex tonight. Uh, <laughs> Tracy, 17. Hi. Hi. Um, I was just wondering if you guys could help me with this little problem I'm having here. Um, my boyfriend and I have gotten kind of close over the past month, two months, something like that. And lately, I can't sleep anymore because... Um, I guess I'm over-analytic. My mind, like, dissects everything, and it's, like, I'm up until, like, 6 and 7 o'clock in the morning. That, that really doesn't have anything to do with being over-analytic. That has everything in the world to do with being anxious, being it's nervous. It's not so much anxious. It's just that, I mean, my mind plays everything back in slow motion and, like, blows it up super size, and it's, like, kind of, you know, messing up my job and messing up everything. That's anxious. That's anxiety. Yeah, I know, but it's just... What? I was wondering if there's anything like I could, I don't know, do like. Well, why, why, why do you have anxiety? What are you thinking about? Um, I just there's nothing I really think about except for the fact that like you know, well maybe I could have done something different. I know that's you know anxiety. It just I all right. No, I've had enough. Drink some herbal tea. <laughs> what the hell are we supposed to say? Stop thinking about it. Well, uh, I, I mean, mean, run around the block, get yourself tired, drink some herbal tea, and or have a beer and pass out. It may be part of a depression. Uh, yes. If her grades are dropping, if she's having trouble functioning. And you can't sleep, you're depressed. Yeah, and uh, she might want to look into that. Right, if she I is, so, if she is disabled by more. anxiety, there are medication for that. Some of them are not addictive and are pretty safe. Uh, she's seven. She's 17, a little early to be taking medication for anxiety, but, you know, if it's really disabling, she ought to look into it. All right, so, uh, Tabitha, Maybe. You've, you've never, no, forget about her. <laughs> you've never kissed a man, right? 
we're not counting uh, that kiss with your dream boat on uh, New Year's as a kiss. You've never, you never kissed a man. No. You've never felt the uh, warm caress of a man's hand. No. Now, here's my theory. Although, you'll have to report back to us on this after you have sex, uh, possibly in uh, 15, 20 minutes. All goes well. <laughs> I believe that you can imagine what sex would feel like. Definitely. I think you must know. Yes. And I have this theory that people know what things feel like before they do it. I think you're right. And I'm just stumbling onto this. But I'm guessing it's because uh, you're part of the human species, which has been around for a gazillion years. And it's like, I always wondered what a breast felt like. But when I felt my first breast at uh, 28, I thought, yep, let that's me, what let, it felt let like. Let me put it this Yes, way. that's let, about let's, right. Let's think, let me galvanize your theory a little bit more. If, if everything that we do in our drives is learned from our environment, why would a male who was raised on a milk bottle be interested in her breast. Uh, yeah. The bottle would be the sexual object. Right. He never got a breast. Yeah. If he were not ever attached to a breast, why, why would a breast have any kind of drive? Why would it's, that have any meaning for him sexually? You're saying because it's inherent. Because it's, it's driven into and, the and this is And, you're not, and, the you're, and you are not the first person, Adam, to have this thought, I'm sorry to tell you, but <laughs> in the 1940s, a woman by the name of Melanie Klein... Mel, that old dyke, are you with, kidding? Uh, ideas of universal, uh, sort of universal attributes hey, of mind. Mike, shut engineer, uh, engineer Mike, shut Drew's uh, mic off for a second with this Melanie Klein rhetoric. All right, so uh, Tabitha, uh, I listen. I'll talk to my dad about important things, like like allowance. Uh, Tabitha, you you've so you've never given a man oral sex. I, have you ever touched a penis? No. Never touched a penis. No, I no, absolutely not. Um, would you like to touch Drew's? No, because he's married. Okay. Um, no, I'm not going to use my penis as a, as an example. <laughs> though I was just uh, thinking about it for a moment. Uh, how ready are you for sex? Okay, well, physically I'm ready, but this is, you know... Yeah, I, but uh, if you met the right guy, would you have sex with him? Sure, uh, I, I would if I had certain things. You know, if, um, what stuff, like a bond? Well, if if he cared about me and if I was the only one in his life and uh -huh. it was, it was going to be long-lasting. Um, Could that all be established in 15 or 20 minutes? Absolutely not. What does what long-lasting mean? Well, if it was something that we couldn't see the end to you know it might end but uh, we, we were both you need it. guarantees oh listen well, no uh, no not guarantees but it's also an intuition thing all right but here's what i'm telling you you're 30 the uh the can, uh, fruit can, is dying on the vine can i tell you what happened when i was 29 i think yeah, you what might happened? appreciate it all right go ahead okay because this is just can, a can you can you relate it without working in an insult toward the show <laughs> i'll I know, try maybe difficult i'll try okay. okay um when i was turning 29 i was concerned obviously you know and um, this guy that I, as far as I was concerned, he was the sexiest man alive. Um, it, uh, before we had gone out, and he wasn't emotionally available, but he told me he was physically available. This was when I was about 26. And I said at the time, well, no, you know, you'd need to be serious about me and not see anyone else. And, he, you know, he just wanted to play. He was at that stage in his life. And um, so... Oh, I, yeah, between 15 so, and uh, 75? Well, depends on the man. Right. So um, when I turned 29, I, I, I called him and I offered myself to him. Sexually. Right. And uh, I think we've always been attracted to each other. And um, we, he was going to do it, but at that time, I'd known him for like four years, and he couldn't do it because 
he didn't want to hurt me because I think he would sleep with women who were like bad girls, like he was a bad boy. But wait, th there's more. I think you scared him with the proposition. That's probably true. There's he more, though. confused him. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll just finish and then... Um, All right, so you gave him this proposition. Okay. You said, uh, come and get it. So, so he, he was cool. He couldn't do it because... Um, Did he say he no right wanna, there he over didn't the phone? Hurt me. No, you know, it, it dragged on for about a month of talking over the phone. and, But, but then, um, several months later, he finally had a, a serious girlfriend. And, um, God, shoot, I can't tell you this. Uh, because I don't want to... Ah, come on. At least I have a fake name. I just don't yeah, want to... Yeah, let's go, Tabby. Okay, so I'll just say what I did. I won't say what he said. But um, what I did was I had seen him in a party when his girlfriend was away, and he Hold was... Hold on. I thought none of your friends listened to this show. <laughs> well, they might. I don't All right, know. All right. Screw that. Then so, tell us the story. Either they listen okay. or they don't. <laughs> so anyways, um, I was at a party. He was giving me a lot of attention, and his girlfriend was away. He, he wasn't, you know coming on to me or anything but he was he was he f he's a big flirt so anyways I, I couldn't handle it and even though he had a girlfriend I called him and I said I couldn't take it anymore and I was just like you know what kind of relationship do you have with her he had told me he'd done threesomes before so wow. I um offered myself in a threesome with him oh and his girlfriend oh my god could you no, imagine you hold don't. on <laughs> shut up for a second can you imagine your first sexual experience as a 29 year old virgin I is in a threesome this uh this is like uh, the first time you get in a car, you're at the Daytona 500. Uh, forget about go-karts. Forget about, uh, you know, dirt track. Learn how to drive. Forget about getting your permit. You just, boom, you're doing the Daytona 500. Okay, it was a bad idea. All right. And I know that now. Okay, well, what happened? Well, he, he, he said no, and he had a lot of good reasons. And, and he said I should do it with one person the first time. And also, you know, well, I'm not going to go into what he said because I... I still, you know, he's a friend of mine, and I respect him. And if he heard this, he'd probably, I don't know. If I don't like this anymore. guy. I don't trust him. Well, yeah. All right. So uh, you almost had a threesome. Now, not only are you a virgin at 30, but you've suffered the indignity of offering <laughs> yourself up to some guy who we'll call Serge right. uh, at this point and, and been uh, shut down cold, even on a threesome. So we understand that there's, uh, that there's pain and there's hardship in, in your life. But here's oh. to blame. Uh, I'll tell you who you should blame. You. Uh -huh. Because you're outthinking yourself, you're uh, putting on you know unrealistic expectations. You're looking. Here's your problem. You're looking four or five steps down the road in a relationship. You're trying to get all your ducks in a row uh, before you uh, have the sex, and you can't do that. It scares guys. You can't work things out in the future. It's like if you went in and you got a job and you said to the boss. Hey, if I'm the best uh, salesman uh, you have and sell uh, everyone else, then you think I can get a raise and then maybe move into the office next year. The guy's going to just go, uh, uh, it wasn't a good idea. We're not hiring you. You're scaring me now. Here's the way you do it. You get in there, you show up, and you do a good job. He's impressed and everything works out. It's the same with relationships. Don't look down the road. And don't talk your way out of stuff. You're 30. You, you've, uh, you've had enough chances to go here. You know when you're sabotaging you need to do you know what you need to do you need to get drunk and be quiet and go out on a date and just uh have yourself a couple glasses of chardonnay and lighten up and play with your hair a little let the guy do all the talking and then just uh right back to the apartment and that way you check it off your list and then you're freed up to go pursue real relationships mm -hmm. you're putting all your eggs in, in one one uh, uh one uh, hymen 
that's your problem. You're 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 putting too much on this. You need to go out, have some cheap, meaningless sex. Uh, Engineer Mike lives like a half a block from here. He's got a pound and a half of weed in his apartment. You got he's got uh, he's got a whole uh, he could. He's got cable. He's he's got like a box set of the doors, and you guys could just get it on uh, all night. It's been months for him, so it may not be all night. But he'd be, you know, he'll come in for round two about uh, four thirty in the morning, and uh, sweaty ass Scott and all, and you just get it off your chest. You know what I mean? You, you check it off the list, and now you can move on to a real relationship. Uh, we got to go to break, but I want you to consider that. And uh, Mike, <laughs> I'd like you to consider it as well, and we'll be back after this. A lot of him. yes, we were talking about him earlier today, and, uh, and I'll give you some kudos, Adam. We were walking on this television program, and all Adam hold on, on turn. Just thought I'd ask about it. And what happened? Uh, it was about five minutes later. Five minutes later, uh, Drew and I were standing backstage at Vibe, getting ready to come out and make our appearance. One of the guests on the show said, uh, "My next project is a film being directed by Maya Angela." And we <laughs> just it was bizarre. Do that stuff all the time. That was bizarre. Awesome. Yeah, and it wasn't, it was because I was trying to think of a joke. <laughs> but but uh, it's still bizarre that would occur to you in that context. All right, we're here tonight with uh, Tabitha, the graying virgin. <laughs> Tabitha's uh, 30 years old. Has, I don't have any gray hairs yet. No, no. But I, I bet you do downstairs with the uh, lack Let's of go, activity. let's go. Come on. Come on let's All right. See. Tabitha is uh, 30. She's a virgin. Uh, she's blonde, and there's nothing wrong with her. Thank I mean, you. Physic physically, <laughs> yeah, physically, she's intact. Emotionally, she's a little scattered. But you know what? I got to tell you honestly, Tabitha, plenty of women and plenty of guys have been through uh, a ton, maybe more than you've been through. Mm -hmm. And I, I will, uh, I mean, hell, my sister has been through, uh, been a hell and back, tough childhood and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we've had many guests that have uh, had, a, had a difficult run of it in their childhood. They, they lost a parent, there was alcoholism in the family, what have you, molestation, the list goes on. But they moved on with their lives and they've gotten, gotten things going. And uh, I don't mean to come down on you, but maybe you just need a little uh, kick in the ass. I mean, there is a million and one reasons why you can't go out and lead the kind of life you want to lead. I but see ultimately, did you, did you bring the pepper spray? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just saying, uh, if you, uh, you've never seen a penis, right? No, please. I'm just going to not here. I just want to know, if you saw my penis, it would be the biggest penis you've ever no, seen, it's, right? it's okay. I've seen, you know, movies and, um... Oh. Yeah. Let's oh, not okay. go there. Okay. Carol, 31. Hello. I How think, uh, but... Oh, okay. Carol. All right. <laughs> I was trying to work something out. All right, Carol, what's going on? Okay. I'll tell you, I... You may technically be a virgin, but uh, one trip just uh, around my hamper and you've been to second base. Carol? Let me give you the cast of characters. All right. My mom is 46, 47, something like that. And my sister is 17, and she has a baby who is a year and a half, almost two. She got pregnant at 15. She had the baby, and ever since then, she's basically taken zero responsibility for her life or the baby's life. All right, what's the question? Well, she, my mom faked her birth certificate so she could get her ID so she could get a job being a stripper. My question. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, I'm phoning in the airstrike. Uh, uh, your mom faked. 
faked her birth certificate. Who's her? You get her ID, so. Who's her? My sister. Why doesn't she have a birth certificate? Well, she has a birth certificate. She just fudged it so it would look like she was 18, because you have to be 18 to get a job being a stripper. Mm -hmm. I see. And your mom encourages this uh, vocation. Well, my mom's getting ready to move to Arizona with the rest of my family and leave my sister here and take the baby with her. So she just doesn't care what the hell your sister does? At this point, pretty much not. She can't live with her anymore. They fight like cats and dogs. She had her arrested a few weeks ago because she w was physically abusing my mom. And mm. it, it's just a, a huge mess. All right. So besides... My question is, yes. is there anything that I can do to keep my nephew, who's now almost two years old, from turning out like the majority of your callers? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's well on his way. Yeah. I mean, it's like a typical Loveline caller uh, background. And he's, you know, I mean, he's probably right at the point where if we catch it now, he may be okay, right? Um, you got to get, get, do a lot of work, but uh, yeah. You, you got to get him into organized sports. Uh, that's it. I mean, uh, that's, uh, that's Where's the dad? Where's yeah. the dad? born with a birth defect. He has, like, one arm that's, like, half size that uh, only has, like, a couple fingers on it. So he's got that uh, going Good. Uh, is that maybe, is, uh, hopefully it's his trigger finger. Uh, it's his right arm. All right. What, what about uh, dad? Uh, the father, the actual biological father, when he found out she was pregnant, um, he told her, you know, screw you. And by the way, there's been some predictions that marijuana can create those types of uh, birth defects. Any uh, marijuana with the sister? Um, I know she is smoking pot. I don't know okay. whether she was at uh, the time. That, that is an interesting... Very likely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Drew, please. No, 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 Adam. Uh, that, that is a relatively unusual birth defect, and it's now been associated with pot use. Everybody smokes weed. Uh, I don't. Substantial <laughs> pot use. Oh, have you ever done any drugs? <laughs> no. Mike, come on. You, you and Tabitha got to toke out and then uh, poke out after the show. Have you ever, you've never gotten high? No. Have you ever thought about it? I mean, I, I don't really want to. You don't want to do it? No. Why? She's afraid it's going to trigger addiction. Right. I mean, it's a 50% chance that she's got the job. Oh, yeah, yeah, but she can smoke a little pot. I just don't want to do that to my body. Oh, please. You live in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> you really uh, you, you really take in enough. Uh, don't worry about that. I think you should. I think you need to relax. I think you need to loosen up a little. I think that would help you. You don't agree with that? She's looking at me for help. I'm... <laughs> to make him stop. Well, your problem is, is you you do too much thinking. Aren't you glad Tabitha. you came down here? Yeah. No, that, and that thinking, by the way, is all defense. Yeah. That's a way of not She's, acting. Intellectualizes mm -hmm. everything and yeah. then can't do anything. Yeah, well, my act, yeah. dad was an alcoholic. I can't drink. I yeah. can't smoke pot. Yeah. Uh, but I we can talk about it. I can't have sex <laughs> unless uh, I know it's going to go on forever. I need all these conditions met. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, boom, not getting laid. I'm not getting stoned. I'm not having any fun. Well, that's not true. Oh, you're not having any fun. Please, you're 30. You're a virgin. You've never been stoned. And but you have to work. Okay. Weren't you there, sweetie? <laughs> sorry. I'm Boy, sorry. For a virgin, I'm she's sorry. got a hell of a mouth on her. Shoot, I forgot we were on the radio. <laughs> I know, but this is like You saying, feel good about that. You I mean, make her feel fine. so comfortable <laughs> that she uh, doesn't even recognize she's on the radio anymore. She's a, she's a alcohol-free, drug-free virgin, but she uses the, she talks like a sailor. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if I can be with a girl that swears like a sailor like that. <laughs> yeah, Mike's guy has his own uh, bizarre sensibility. <laughs> Smoking and prostitution is fine. It's the uh, foul mouth that he doesn't like. All right. Yeah, but yeah, you've never been pregnant. You've never had a venereal disease and all that kind of stuff. But this is like saying, uh, 
Well, uh, I've never been, sure, I've never been to Europe, but uh, I've never gotten one of those uh, horrible flu strains they have over there. <laughs> Please, you have to go out. Uh, Drew, would you wake up and uh, smell the show for a second? You have I'm to sorry get out and experience I'm not riveted life. to your every brilliant <laughs> word, Adam. I beg your pardon. David, 18. Yes. Hey. I have a question. Oh, here's what you need, some young stud just to have meaningless sex with you. David. Yeah. You'd have sex with Tabitha, wouldn't you? Nope. <laughs> All right, what's going on, David? Come on. She's already practically broken here. What's the deal? Is it possible for a girl when she's pregnant to still have her period? Yes. It, it is? Well, she's not actually having her period. She's having something called first trimester bleeding. And any bleeding during a pregnancy is a potential uh, miscarriage. Well, and, uh, So someone will bleed and not miscarry. Some women will bleed and miscarry. So if, you're, if you believe you're pregnant and you're bleeding, uh, you need to be seen immediately. The more serious thing that can happen is you can have something called an ectopic pregnancy where the pregnancy occurs in the tube, and that is very often associated with bleeding, and that can become uh, very, very dangerous. So if you think you're pregnant and you're bleeding, get a pregnancy test. If it's positive and you're bleeding, get to the doctor. Okay, I have another question. Well, why, why do you want to know? Oh, no, it's for my girlfriend. Because, well, well, we were having sex in the... And, <laughs> Love line, home of the world's stupidest callers. No, no, no. I love that. Oh, no, no, no. It's for my girlfriend. Oh, I see. So there's a female, you know, who may be pregnant. I see. It thickens now. Yes. Uh, go on, David. I'm intrigued now. You, you think your girlfriend's pregnant? Uh, we were having sex on a condom broke, but I, you know. We'll get a pregnancy test. You can buy them over the counter. They're readily available these days. Okay, now. You can borrow one of Tabitha's. And by the way, something we have not talked about recently, if the condom breaks, call a doctor or go to an emergency room and get the morning after pill. There are now uh, at least three or four different pills you can actually use. The one that's classically used is Overall or Low Overall, but you can use Nordad and Aless. And these, you just take them for three uh, or four they days. They should be on the nightstand of every and uh, it is goofed up teenager across this land of ours. that people don't Thank take you. advantage of this. It has about an 80% effectiveness of preventing a pregnancy when there has been an unprotected sexual encounter. And uh, I'm not, I don't know if I buy all this condom broke nonsense I hear night after night on this show either. Uh, how, were you using it properly? Was it the one your uh, big brother used the weekend before? Or what was going on with this can? No, it was used properly. You okay. rolled down the tip and everything? Yeah. Mm. Okay. And w what are the first signs of pregnancy and how how soon after? Two weeks. you got to wait to get a the test. The first good sign of pregnancy is a missed period. Wait till two weeks to get the test. All right. Let's talk to 30-year-old uh, Virgin Tabitha for just uh, one second. Have you ever had an orgasm? Yeah, all the time. Oh, you have? Oh, you yeah. do? Okay. I'm grateful that's not a problem. Oh, it isn't. So no. you, you take care of yourself? Yeah. Well, I hate to say it, but that's as good as it's getting anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, and you know I'm right. Uh, women find a, sexually a penis just to be a distraction for the most part. Yeah, but the person is not. You need the person. Hmm. Right. What you need is um, you need your vibrator and a dog or something. And you really have the equivalent to a good relationship. You, I want more than that. Really <laughs> All right, do. I'm saying let's just build up. But you want to be held, you want to be caressed, you want the love and affection of uh, that only a uh, man can provide. Right. Right. Okay. I think you can have that. I know you will have that. Yeah, I know I can have but, it. But, but I just don't know when. Well, here's the reality: you're going to have that, but it may be a couple different guys until you find the right guy. 
There well, may be some. I mean, it needs to be. Yes, you don't be, find out who you are in relationships without that. There'll mm-hmm. be some temporary affection. There'll be a guy that's going to last six months, and then you guys are going to break up, and you'll be heartbroken, but that's fine because that's what everyone goes through. And you'll be right back but on this, board this a few is what months later. This is what she's avoiding. That very deal. Right, because exactly. she thinks the damn... Drew has it. Yeah, well, she's going to she, She's going to become the Give stalker. She's going to be your stalker. That sort of right. rudimentary <laughs> crap, I knew what was going on. She she thinks the dam is going to break if this guy leaves, and the entire town is going to be gonna taken It's going to be out. like what happened to you when you your uh, sorority chick blew you off. Yeah, exactly. You guys have to work that into every conversation. <laughs> I'm I'm so afraid of that breaking up thing because even with this guy that I was obsessed with, Which you know, didn't it was, have a relationship. Right, we didn't have a relationship. You know, um, we just had a little flirtation. You know, and but I could barely work. You know, I could barely function, and 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 that's what I'm afraid of. You know, right. Well, it, it, let me tell you, it's uh, this is uh, uh, what is it? Uh, no pain, no gain. Uh, high risk, high reward. This is life. This is what everybody goes through. This is why, uh, you know, you go after, you know, this is the difference in life between the winners and the losers. The winners risk failure, but uh, they do it enough and they start having some success. And, uh, you know, we're, we're under the impression here that people that are doing real well in business and relationships and so on have, have never had a setback. The reality is, is, if you look at a lot of these people's lives, I don't know, uh, Madonna, for instance, or whoever's having a successful life, you'll see that a lot of people said no, a lot of people slammed a lot of doors in their faces, uh, but they got stronger from the experience. They realized it wasn't going to hurt them, and they kept moving on. We, uh, You're at, at age 30 or where a lot of people are at at age uh, 19 or 20. But there's plenty of time for you because you're going to live an extra 10 years because you never smoked or drank or done anything. Besides, uh, Drew will tell you that uh, sex will take some years off your life, too. Am I right, Drew? No. No, you won't? No. Okay. (laughs) Yes, you is. And uh, tonight, our guest is uh, 30-year-old virgin Tabitha. Now, Tabitha called in uh, early in the show, and uh, she lived in the neighborhood, and we told her to come on down, and we'll uh, get to the bottom of this. And it goes to uh, prove a point uh, or a thought or a notion I've always had, which is I've always fantasized about having a virgin. I've always thought this would be a great idea because I always run into women. Like uh, I rarely date someone that uh, most all my friends haven't had sex with first. Hmm. And I've always thought to myself, wouldn't it be nice to have a virgin? I think a lot of guys have this fantasy and deflowering a young woman. And then I think, well, I can't really date a virgin because I'm 33 and there's not a whole lot of, you know, uh, 25 and above virgins. I don't think I'd really go out with anyone younger than 25 unless it was like, you know, some celebrity type like Fiona <laughs> Apple or something, you know. And, of course, that would just be to be seen with her. But the thing is, is if you're 30 and you're a virgin, usually there's a little something accompanying that. I mean, uh, there's a reason why it is you've uh, abstained. And it's, for some people, it's a religious thing, which is a deal breaker for me. And then uh, for others... Like our guest Tabitha here, there's some been some emotional strife in her life. Her father passed away at the uh, tender age of uh, 17, and uh, she now doesn't want to become close to a man. She's she's frightened. She doesn't want to jump in jump in the game. You just gotta you just gotta jump in. I know you're not gonna do it just because I'm telling you to do it. That's one of Drew's uh, <laughs> bitches uh, paging him. Does she need to be picked up, Drew? Okay. <laughs> 
the point is, is uh, I hope in our own small way that uh, this is going to act as a, a bit of a kickstart for you to get out there and uh, start dating. Is is it helped at all? Has it been cathartic at all? Uh, yeah, talking about this on the air. Yeah, it has been cathartic. Thanks. And you realize everyone's got problems, and everyone's scared, and everyone's shy, and no one wants to get hurt. But you get out there and you uh, you test the waters anyway. Okay. So uh, what have we learned tonight so far? <laughs> um. Pop quiz. I learned that you guys both look a lot different than I thought you would. Okay. <laughs> and that uh, I should think before saying certain things on the radio. Okay. Well, uh, besides the love line uh, suggestions, what have you learned about Tabitha? Oh, um, just just that like what Doctor Drew was saying <sighs> during the break <laughs> that Doctor Drew is Doctor. <laughs> That, um, <laughs> All right, let's go to call. <laughs> Darren, you're 20. Hi. Uh, Hold on. Let me tell Tabitha oh. what she's learned tonight. <laughs> Tabitha, here's a valuable lesson you're taking home tonight. Okay. Uh, that you cannot think your way out of every emotional or potentially dangerous emotional situation. That relationships are about uh, going into uncharted waters and uh, discovery. You must look at yourself as the... Uh, uh, de Leon of virgins, that you're going to go out there and you're going to just uh, s uh, see if you can discover the uh, penis of youth. <laughs> okay? Without fear. Darren, you're 20. Yeah, uh, I met these pair of twins and I don't know which one to go for. One of them I'm more physically attracted to, but the other one I like their, her personality more. Mm -hmm. I don't know which well, one do you think should well, go for now, Which one has a larger uh, chest? Uh, their chests are pretty much the same. Mm. Well, I guess we got to do the water displacement test. It's really the only scientific way. Uh, you like one personality better and you like the other looks better? Mm -hmm. I'd go with the looks. You go with the looks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there is there a vast difference in the two? In the looks? No, not really. They're about the same? Yeah. I'm, both, I'm physically attracted to both of them, but I'm just... And the personalities are how much different? Uh, about the same, too. Pretty <laughs> okay. Well, what are you going? Can difference. I say something? All right, yeah, we're hanging up on Darren, though, because who cares? There's just two of the <laughs> same people. Can I just say, it's questions like that, why I'm still a virgin and afraid of men. Because they're stupid? Because of questions like that. It's like, he, wh what's up with that? That's not, he doesn't care about either one of them. I mean, I just, it, that's it. In, Ma in men, for me. men are not women. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Hold on, let me write that down. <laughs> men, men start from a certain place and they are, are brought to another place if, okay. you, if you make them come there. Yeah. Go there. The men need to be trained. <laughs> okay. Housebroken. Yes. Nicole. Yes. You're 20. Yes, I am. Uh, Tabitha, how about a nice lesbian affair to sort of get the ball rolling? <laughs> no, thanks. Not, not something you're into? <laughs> All right, Nicole, you've been on hold for 113 minutes. Yes, I've been on for a long time. God bless you. What's your question? Okay. My problem is that whenever a guy really seems to like me, I push him away. But whenever I there's a guy that like kind of likes me, he's not on my tip or something, he, I like fall head over heels for him. Mm -hmm. And then when he starts to become more interested in me, I pushed him away then. Right. And a few months down the road, I want to get back with that guy. Sure. And the cycle just starts all over again. So you never actually have a relationship? I, no, I've had a relationship. I had one. Um, it was on and off again for three years. Uh, Tabitha, would you like to address this? Uh, you're probably familiar with this syndrome. 
or have a sense of it anyway. Um, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. She's saying that when a guy when a guy likes her, she pushes oh, him boy. away. Guy likes her, she pushes no him you away. You can't get any penis. You, you got to listen if you want penis. A guy doesn't like her, she's got to have him, and then they get involved, and she pushes him away. Well, it, it, that hasn't exactly happened to me. But can you relate to not wanting to be intimate and sabotaging relationships? Um, yeah, but the guys were so... I was so not attracted to them, the ones that were attracted to me. But It's uh, not like I have a fear or commitment or anything. That's not my problem. I I don't know what my problem is. I just know I'm not... <clears throat> I want to get into a relationship. I don't want it too badly that I'm pushing it, but I just I push these guys away. Maybe you just don't want these guys. No, there there is some fear of commitment here. No, it's not commitment. Fear of intimacy is what this is. Thank but. you. Yeah, you commit, but you don't commit. Right. You don't become intimate. But it, but it may be because she needs some other sort of criteria. The guy's got to be properly abusive before she can really become intimate. Tabitha, how good looking a guy do you need? Is is looks important to you? Well, it's important, but it's not as important as other things. Mm-hmm. Sense of humor. You see where Adam's going? He's going to... Be on your guard. <laughs> All right, but you would you would find me attractive oh, enough. See, to have, seriously, I I wouldn't trust me. you as far as I could throw you. Okay, but on the physical level, I, I'm fine, right? You know, I I think it's true that women really can warm up to men that look a lot of different ways. You know, it's how we're treated. What kind of answer is that? <laughs> The, the answer was she doesn't like how you're what treating her. What kind of answer that is? That's that like, is, uh, like what do you think? Of, what do you think of my new hairdo? Uh, it's very <laughs> interesting. That's what that is the equivalent to. You're not attracted to me in a physical way. Um, no. Oh, I mean, uh, it's, it's <laughs> I don't doing, know you well listen, enough. Listen, no, you're not doing any better than me. I'll tell you that right now. That's it. You you, you could be attractive, no, but you're you'll never get light. Your approach is kind of. Uh, you're never getting any. You're not going to find it. <laughs> Believe me, who are you waiting for? You you think you're you're going to go uh, nail uh, Lorenzo Lamas or something? You're not going to get any any uh, big guy with like, veins coming out of his arms. Did I? Stuff? You know, she had tremendous effect on you. She can just just pull that abusive tendency right out of you every time, Adam. She's a she's a picky yeah, virgin. That's why. Kind of I don't like that. The chemistry. Here. If you, yeah, it's just amazing. I've not heard you be that abusive uh, maybe ever. I can't believe that you're not at least attracted to me. I, I do find you okay, attractive. Okay, there. I do. That's more like but it. The but the don't don't okay. go into the butt because okay. he'll just start unleashing again. No, no. I can. I'm a big boy. But what? But the personality's a I, deal breaker. I I would not be interested in you as a boyfriend mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. a lot of well, you think you your know me. Seeming values and or attitudes and uh-huh. and well, listen, just, I could show you a life that uh, none of these other losers uh, could. I could I could take you. Uh, I, I I could show you what a penis can do. I, I could I could bring you to the heights well, of ecstasy. Yeah, I, I I don't know if other women feel Paris, this way, but Rome, Milan. <laughs> I'd be interested in someone who hadn't had like, you know, fifty experiences. Someone who well, that's know. me. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely you. <laughs> okay. Uh, not including yourself, right? Yeah. You you want a guy with low mileage? Low um, mi- low mileage. Yeah. All someone right. who takes a little more seriously than some people do. Mm, this is just another uh, another name or another requirement on that long laundry list you've uh, been putting together for relationships. See, I don't like that. 
you could uh, you could find a, a guy who's right, and then he could it could slip out that he's been with uh, forty women or something, and he could be thirty five years old, that, and you could say that is too much. I'm checking you off the list now. I'm pretty sure that would be a deal breaker for right. me. Right here's a but here's the problem. You're you're way too picky. You have too long a list. I don't think so. Well, just look at the guy though. Judge the guy on his on his merits. You know, I mean, if you're interested in a guy, don't look for reasons why you can't be with the guy. You'd probably do that. You'd probably get with a guy. You'd go out, and then you'd want to know how many people he'd been with, and then he'd give you a number, and you'd say that's too many, and then you would end it well, to, to <laughs> save yourself from the potential heartache uh, when you guys broke up four years from now. Well, one thing, I'd want the kind of person that I could trust because there's some people you just never know. <laughs> yeah. And there's other people, okay, I'm going to give you, like, I think uh, Dr. Drew is uh, somebody who, we go. if I was, you know, married to him, yeah. he seems just on the surface to be someone, the kind he's of person a, you could trust. He's a, he's a sex addict. Drew is. Well, maybe that's true, but he seems to be um, he would flog secure you with sexually. He seems to be secure enough that he wouldn't have to prove himself by the understand the sleeping with a lot of women. Because I, I think that that's one reason that men sleep with a lot of women is they're trying to prove something to themselves. Right. And I think a lot of times when men are sexually secure, they can have long-term relationships with real girlfriends. Right. So you'd rather be with a guy that had, let's just say, uh, 10 women, but uh, been ha- had sex with each one of them thousands of times. Yeah. Rather than a man who may have had sex less times, but with more partners. Right. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I, I'm telling you, uh, Drew's a bigger sexual deviant than I. I know I, he I'm is. Ho- I'm homosexual. Uh, did, you, did you hear that? Uh, Drew, your mic's hot. Did you hear that? All right. So, but you are attracted to me in just a strictly physical way. <laughs> let's, let's go to commercials. You can continue that, that grilling off the air, okay? I think I should uh, poke it's, my it's, penis it's, through it's, a hole no. in a refrigerator <laughs> no, box and we should very, have sex tonight. Very boring to hear uh, you continually ask that question. All right. All right. We'll be back. Bloodline will be. Okay. Ah, yes, you too. All right. Uh, we are uh, plumb out of show. Uh, I want to thank uh, Tabitha, the 30-year-old virgin. Thank you for coming on. Was this a thrill for you in any way? It was fun. She forgot she was on the radio, though. She really did. It's been terribly <laughs> thrilling. She, this uh, is like getting a tattoo. It's something you do on the spur of the moment and... and Live to regret it the rest of your right. life. <laughs> right. And your folks are pissed. <laughs> She's uh, really the only virgin who works the F word into the, uh, oh, God, into the equation. Yeah. It's great. She's like going... Uh, and well, I was holding back. I'm very, uh, I'm very religious. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not religious. I'm an I'm F. I'm spiritual. And, all right. All right. <laughs> okay. all right well, Sorry. All right, please. You're never going to get laid with that. Angry and frustrated, though. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Tabitha, just let some of the anger go. Don't push so hard. Don't get in your own way. You know what you need to do? Less. Less hmm. thinking. You're you're out thinking yourself. You, you know, Jar, I know you want to go to break here. Uh, but let me just make this fast. You're like a batter in, in the big leagues. You get up there and you foul a few balls off and you strike out a few times and now you're thinking. Each time you're at the plate, what am I going to do differently? I got to do something different. I'm, I'm, I'm screwing up. I got to compensate. And you're going too far and you're out thinking yourself and you're swinging at stuff you shouldn't even swing at anymore. You need just to relax. You're you're uh, attractive. You're 30. There's nothing wrong with you. Thanks. You get out there. You meet somebody. And you do what everyone else does. That's it. There's nothing special about you. You just get out there and get involved. You got everything it takes. All right. So get out there and get laid. Uh, screw, <laughs> screw one for the Gipper. 
And until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. I, I'm, I'm homosexual. Dr. Drew is right. This has been Loveline. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.